I'm Phil Rickaby, and I'm a writer and performer, and I am also an introvert. And I'm Jess McCauley, and I'm a theater maker, and I am also an introvert, and this is the Introvert's Guide to... On the Introvert's Guide 2, we talk about the introvert life and how to live it to the fullest. We'll choose a topic and discuss it, as well as try to find other helpful hints on social media and on the internet at large. If you want to drop us a line, we would love to hear from you. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at introvertguide2, the number two, and you can find the website at introvertsguide2.com. If you want to send us a message, you can do that through the website, or you can email us at introvertsguidetostuff at gmail.com. And remember, we may use your questions or comments on an upcoming episode of The Introvert's Guide too. And if you like the podcast and you listen on Apple Podcasts, please consider leaving a comment and a five-star rating. Your comments and ratings help new people find the show. But even better, whether you listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, if you know someone that might like The Introvert's Guide to, tell them about it. Some of our favorite podcasts became our favorites because someone we know told us about them. Jess, I'm going to uh, say something to you, and I'm going to beg your forgiveness in advance for saying this to you. I don't like it. I don't like it. I know you don't like it. I don't. I know you don't like it, but I'm going to say it anyway. Understand where this that this has a purpose. Okay. God, you're so quiet. Why don't you say something? <laughs> now I see why you like it so much. Now I see why you love that silence so much. <laughs> it's so worth it, right? Oh my gosh, my eyes started tearing up. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it so much. I know, much. it's the it's the worst. It's the worst. Um so yeah, I mean, you and I have both at times been told that we're quiet. Mhm. And we there's I mean, we've I've I've heard I've heard one or two things. Either you're so quiet or, you know, people people really think you're an asshole. We dealt with that last week. Oh, yes. But yeah, I've definitely been accused of being quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you, I do not appreciate that. I also would like to add that I've gotten the, oh, you know, we haven't heard from Jess in a while. Jess, you okay back there? You alive? Oh! Like, I, I, I was enjoying this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I hate when it's like in a formal setting, like it's a meeting or something. Oh, I know. And it's like, you know, when I'm ready to say something, I will. Believe me. I know I bring something to the table. Yeah. Just yeah. not right now. But please, at school or at work, if it's in a meeting, don't point me out like that. Don't be like, oh, Phil's been really quiet. Why don't we hear from Phil? My answer is, fuck you. I, I know. It's like, I'm not going to force myself to say something for the sake of filling whatever void it was that I was supposed to fill in the first place. I don't, exactly. I just don't like it. It's so passive aggressive and it's just a, you know, it's either I make you uncomfortable with how quiet I'm being despite us being in a group of people <laughs> or it's a, you just, you just want to know what I'm thinking and it's okay to ask me what I think, but it's not okay to point me out, single me out, in front of people. It's humiliating. It really is. It really is. And there's, 
I think there's better ways to do it than to tell somebody they're being quiet or to be like, well, Jess has been really quiet this whole conversation. Why don't we hear from her? Oh, and you know, it's gotta be a better way, a better way to do that. No, there is. And, and especially if someone has the courage to go up to the person who said that at the end of a conversation, just quietly and say, Hey, listen, you know, I don't really appreciate that. The last thing that anyone wants to hear, and this may or may not come from experience is, Oh, whoa, whoa, don't be so defensive. I didn't mean it that way. And I'm really sorry <laughs> that it hurts you. Okay. <laughs> oh, we're all really annoyed by this. That's the end of the episode. We're done. No, no, no. There's so much more to say. Oh, um, I guess. <laughs> I want to I want to delve into a little bit about about the perceived quietness of the introvert. Mm. Because I think that that what is perceived as quiet. I mean again, I mean we can talk about the fact that Susan Cain named her book Quiet. The power of introverts in a world that can't stop talking. Mm. And that's that like uh, yes, it does seem like everybody is talking, but intro like we when you are quiet and I am quiet, it's not necessarily because we are shy. We are doing something in that mm-hmm. moment while we're 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 in that conversation. Um, is there a rule of thumb generally? What are you doing when you're quiet? I'm taking in. I really like to hear everybody's perspective in a conversation, and I really like to watch a conversation unfold organically. I'm a writer. I think it's really important that I listen to these things and listen to how people talk and and listen to all the different perspectives that can exist. And when I'm sitting back and I'm listening, I really want to hear what you think. And I'll, I'll know the moment when I can chime in. I will know. I know when when there's something small I can add in or when maybe I can change the direction of a conversation. But for the most part, I really am just taking in how people are speaking and what they are speaking about. I think that's for me, it's just more fulfilling than dominating the conversation. No, absolutely. And and I think like definitely listening. That's one of the things that I'm doing when I'm quiet. I'm actually listening to what's being said. And and like you, I will say something when I have something to say. Mm-hmm. If if I don't have anything to say, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to speak just to fill air. Right. That's especially in a meeting or in a group setting, whatever it is. I'm not interested in in just saying something for the sake of saying something. I'm listening. I'm watching body language. I'm paying attention to all the things around me. And you know. I- Really, sometimes for me, I, I just truly have nothing to say, you know, and, and I have to be, I'm learning to try to be okay with that. I think it's because I've been, I've been punished so many times in a group Mm -hmm. of people where I have been quiet Mm -hmm. that I am now becoming more, more, um, coming more grounded that it's okay to not think you need to say something right now. It's okay to just take in the conversation. And if someone calls me out now for being too quiet, I now just nod my head going, yeah. <laughs> and I, <laughs> yeah, I just leave it at that. And they're like, well, all right then keep going. Wait, you're damn right. You're going to keep going. <laughs> Taking notes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the thing is, that, is, is that we're, 
you know, we're paying attention to things. We're, we're sussing things up. We may not be interested in contributing because maybe it's outside of our realm of expertise. There's all kinds of reasons not to speak up. And you know what? You're right. It's okay to be quiet. Yeah. Not everybody in a room needs to be speaking at all times. And that's, I think you can really tell a conversation's not going anywhere if you feel you need to say something to fill a space. Yeah. And and I just don't think that's where introverts really want the conversation to go. I mean, for, for us, we're pretty comfortable if it becomes quiet. That's just a good place to end the conversation. That That's an organic place to end it. And if you feel that the conversation needs something, you you need to say something because now the conversation's getting boring. I I think there's a little bit a little bit of pressure in the air. Yeah, a little, a little pressure. Absolutely. And but you know, and some of my favorite relationships, friendships, whatever, have been with people with whom I can be quiet, where we could sit and we don't have to talk. We're together. We're reading a book. We're doing something. We are together, but we don't need to fill the air with noise. We've mentioned it a couple times in previous episodes that one of the most meaningful things that you can add in your relationship with an introvert, you know, two introverts or an extrovert introvert is being able to coexist in the room. I think if a group setting were to actually inherit this rule that it's just okay to coexist if conversation happens it happens i think a lot of group hangouts would probably become more tolerable yeah yeah uh, this is sort of a situation that usually happens in a group situation it's i think it's less to happen it certainly doesn't usually happen on a one-on-one no, no, not not usually the one-on-one. No, if you're if you're in a one-on-one conversation with somebody, usually they don't have the 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 need to say, "Gosh, you're so quiet." Um, but it's it's definitely in a group situation, which of course now we're uncomfortable anyway. <laughs> we're usually putting on the extroverted face. And 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 that's right. And in some cases, like it, like let's remember, our extrovertedness was getting us to that place. You know, we were, we made it there. That's our triumph. Oh wait, no, there's more. I have to actually be there for a while. Um, and then we have to deal with the fact that we're there's a conversation going on around us, which can be overwhelming. And if it's if we don't know everyone in the room, there's a lot of work to be done in figuring out what the dynamic is and, and who's who and, and how do people really feel? I'm always looking at people's body language, you know, yeah. who's, who's, who's uncomfortable. Who's, who's, who's the, who's the, the social butterfly. Who's, who's like at ease. Who's this, who's that. And you know, that helps me exist in the room. You know, and for me, and just, I know that my anxiety tends to get to me when I start asking myself, where do I fit in with this room? Because I've taken in everybody else around me. It's a, what, what persona should I put on right now to keep myself in the safest of places? Hmm. And I find that that can hinder me in, in conversations because then I find I'm not being very truthful to the situation. I'm not being truthful to myself and to the people around me. Like if I take the time to be a part of a party or a little get together, 
I don't want to rob myself of the experience anymore. Hmm. If I, if I took the time to go, then I think I owe it to myself, especially to myself to be the, the person that I feel the most comfortable in being. And, you know, a lot of the times that is the quiet one. It really has been more refreshing to be able to assert that in myself. And, and like I said, just you're too quiet. Yes, I am. And then walking away and exiting from there. But I, I do find that sometimes I can be chatty and, and I can be really excited to be in a, in, in a group situation. Sometimes that happens. And that's where you kind of get the other backlash of, are you sure you're an introvert? Uh, and it's like, oh, there's just no winning with you people, is there? <laughs> well, um, it's, it, it, I think that under certain circumstances, uh, an introvert can come out of their shell. If there is in the room or in the group of people, a confluence of people with whom the introvert is comfortable with, or the topic is something the introvert is comfortable with or excited about, uh, excited by, then there's a good chance that introvert is going to participate in the conversation very animatedly. Um, if they're not interested in the conversation uh, or they don't have much of an opinion on it, or they're, they're not, they don't have any expertise, they're like more likely to be quiet. Or if there's a bunch of people they don't know and they don't feel comfortable with. Yeah. And that was actually really well said. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Was, thank you. That was it. I, I felt like I could take a back seat with that one. Oh, okay. <laughs> I I think you're gonna like going to the internet later then. Oh, okay. All right. It was yeah, right. it, it wasn't problematic, but what you said there was it was just a it's gonna link in nicely. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um there's the issue of of you know the perceived quietness. And when when other people who are not introverted are seeing the quiet introvert, and they're seeing a quiet the like somebody who's quiet or they think maybe shy, what they don't understand is the the um, activity that is happening in the brain. Yeah, because they don't understand like introverts are like every introvert I have ever known is a people watcher. Mm-hmm. give an introvert the chance say you know let's go to a cafe sit in the window and watch people they'll be like hot damn i'm into it <laughs> that's a love language <laughs> it is a love language just sit back have a coffee watch people and occasionally be like look at that like where is that what is that person saying right there you know like the imagination of of watching body language and things like that it's 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 really exciting um so if we're in a group that we're unfamiliar with, there is a lot to take in. Oh, hell yeah. Your your commentary is only limited by your imagination, folks. That is right. That is right. <laughs> have you, okay, have you ever, have you ever gone on a date, people watching? Um, I would not say that I've gone on a date, people watching. Oh, because here's why i mean okay there's if you're dating if you're quote unquote dating you're in the early stages you're getting to know somebody mm-hmm. there's a lot of activities involved i could definitely see being in a relationship and going for a date to a coffee shop to watch people i, I haven't gone out with that that 
that intention. Mm-hmm. Occasionally, it's been like this place has a great big window in the uh, in, in front. Let's sit there and watch people or something like that, like impromptu, but not certainly not planned. I took somebody years ago. Oh, do tell, do tell. Yes, yes, they were. They asserted themselves as an extrovert. Right off the get-go, it was very much a, I love talking, I love meeting people. And we had only gone on like maybe two dates before this. And then I had said, well, I don't really like to socialize that often. Not, Not that I don't like socializing. It's just not often. Would you like to go on an introverted date? And they had never gone people watching before. And they were like, well, do we just, is it like fishing? Or are you just quiet the whole time? I'm like, I think you're thinking too much about this. Just, we're going to grab like a little coffee or a hot beverage of your choice. And we are going to go sit in the park. And it was a busy park. And we're going to, we're going to see the interesting things that happen around us. Hmm. They were not impressed. <laughs> <laughs> it was lackluster. Hmm. It was not a love connection. <laughs> Were they like, I guess they were not engaged in the activity at all. They did not find it uh, to their liking. They did not see the appeal whatsoever. They were like, why don't we just go and do something like with those people in the room? Like, no, the object is to watch them. (laughs) (laughs) I never did that again. So I don't recommend it. (laughs) I definitely see that as certainly it's not a first date activity. No, no, n- not at all. Not at all. It's I not even really a it. second or third date activity unless you have managed to figure out this person is an introvert and they will dig it. I And they came so far and few in between. <laughs> <laughs> they did. They really did. Why? I always ended up with an extrovert. <laughs> so on social media, we said... Introverts have heard this phrase so many times. You're too quiet. It's a trait that is so associated with introversion that Susan Cain named her book on introverts, Quiet. We don't think that we're too quiet. We just think a lot. Have you been told that you're too quiet? What are you really doing when people think you're quiet? Monica said, I have heard this more times than I can count. Either that or I seem aloof and unapproachable. I'm usually just daydreaming and observing when quiet. Oh, that's going to be the common theme for a lot of introverts. I think so. Absolutely. Think so. Especially the observing part. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's it's a it's almost it feels like it's almost unheard of that people observe others and it's just you people observe others more than you think. Mm. Just introverts make a sport of it. Sheena said, "I'm quiet around people I don't know." Then, if I'm somewhat comfortable with them, I do too much awkward talk. But if we are close, then I don't shut up. Oh, Sheena and I are pretty similar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is that There is that, that transition where you go from like, I don't know you to I kind of know you. And you're like awkwardly talking. And then when you're finally comfortable and you don't care if you're awkward, it's not like you're guarded anymore. You're just like yourself. Yep. Oh, yes. Yes. I'm quite rambunctious around my close friends. (laughs) (laughs) It's a little terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Nikki said, when I'm quiet, the inside of my brain is analyzing the body language of everyone present. It's discerning who likes who, 
Who's threatened by who? Who the bullies are? How best to integrate with the group's social dynamic? Eloquent. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Very accurate. I'd say yes. Uh, Noam says, I get this comment a lot of the time when I'm listening. Sometimes actively, just trying to take in information, but also in situations where other people are speaking who have experience or expertise that I lack. There's nothing I could think of to say, and it seems more interesting and more useful to hang back and take in what others are saying. In those situations, it always surprises me when someone calls attention to my silence, since it seems more natural to me than any attempt to speak. I like that it was, it always surprises them when it happens. Right. Because when you're legitimately enjoying a conversation and you just want to enjoy it, it's almost like you're being shook out of that enjoyment. It really does take you aback. Oh, sure. Yeah. I, that feeling of like, I'm listening to this conversation. I'm enjoying what's happening. Uh, you're, 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 you're fascinating. It's fascinating people talking. Um, why would you stop to see for and expect me to say something when you guys are doing just fine on your on your own? And I really enjoy just watching you you have this conversation. I, and that's just it. Is it's just I don't need to prove anything. I do not need to prove anything to you. I know I can keep up in this conversation. And just like you said, you're doing a great job. Yeah, <laughs> you got this. Yeah. Also, sometimes I really enjoy the nuance of of how uh, people speak. Mm-hmm. Years ago, when I was in in New Orleans, I every time I was sitting down, and a uh, somebody from New Orleans was talking, I just fell into a trap of just wanting them to monologue. Mm. I just wanted to soak in their dialect. I just wanted to bathe in it. And there's been a few dialects where it's just like, or people have particular voices or nuances of talking where you just like just keep going everything you say is beautiful and golden oh i know i know i've heard a few people with um oh an irish accent always gets me i Mm. I don't know if it's just because i'm irish but it's very much a when you hear it and it's just Mm. i do want i want to hear a story from you and it's just I and I think that's just the artists in us is we can really appreciate someone when they can just tell you a story and mm-hmm. you can hang off their every word. Absolutely. Oh, it's just beautiful. So like I said, the internet gave me a little surprising article. Ooh. I actually stumbled on a study that was done. And I don't know how I feel about it, as in, I don't know if I necessarily agree with the research and maybe what came up. Interesting. Yes. So I'm gonna I'm gonna read you a little something here. And I'm gonna I'm okay. gonna see if you can point out what it is that I didn't like. So the article is from CNBC and it's introverts. Pretending to be an extrovert could make you happier. Now, my thought process was with this was there's o- there's always going to be an article saying introverts are quiet for this reason. You know, 10, 10 ideas of what introverts are thinking when they're quiet. And it was just more help for the extrovert trying to get an idea of why introverts choose to be quiet. And 
I, I didn't want to reaffirm why we're, we should be okay with being quiet because it's, it's a, it really is at the end of the day, it's my choice to be quiet. This is who I am and this is who, it's just who I am. But when I saw the study that I'm about to read off to you, I think it missed the mark. So here, here's the little snippet of what was said. A new study out of the University of California, Riverside, suggests that acting like an extrovert can make you feel substantially happier, even if you're an introvert. For the study, 123 college-age people were instructed to be talkative, assertive, and spontaneous, neutral traits that researchers associated with extroverts for a week. The group was a mix of introverts and extroverts so some people had to fake it. The following week, the researchers flipped the instructions and participants had to focus on being introverted. This meant acting deliberate, quiet, and reserved. Surprisingly, all participants' well-being scores were higher during the extrovert week and took a dip during the introvert one. People got hugely happier relative to when they did the same thing and acted more introverted. Sonia Lyabomirsky, PhD, lead study author and psychologist at the University of California, Riverside, tells CNBC Make It. Even those who identified as introverts didn't report any negative effects, like fatigue from their week of faking it. In the future, researchers hope to explore what the long-term effects of masquerading as an extrovert could be. This finding doesn't mean that introverts need to change their entire way of being happier or more successful. Clearly, there are great things about introversion, and we don't want to suggest that you shouldn't be introverted. So, Phil, what, what do you think I didn't like about that study? Um, I'm going to go out on a limb and think that it was the idea that that these introverts were happier when pretending to be extroverts so so close okay it was, okay it was it was the idea that even those who identified as introverts didn't report any negative effects like fatigue from their week of faking it it was the faking it part it's the if right. i know i'm going to be walking into a week knowing I need to work as hard as possible at socializing. I think at that point, my mentality is within survival mode and trying to upkeep my mental health. I don't think this research may include the effects two weeks later, one month later, two months later. And I think it puts it into introverts are quiet, extroverts are talkative. And there was this, there, there was just no spectrum. It was binary. And it's very much this idea that you're insinuating uh, that I don't like to talk and my mental health will just be better if I fake it. Mm-hmm. And it, it was, it was so limiting. I can appreciate where they're coming from, but I think it's harmful to, to think that introverts should try faking their social skills in order to show that we can be happy or we, we can be happier people if we just talk. I'm going to throw a bit of a, a curveball at you. This is not the first study I've seen mm-hmm. 
that comes to this conclusion. Mm. There was another one that I, I heard about on an NPR program that I listened to on another podcast. Um, and in it, they said that um, short conversations with strangers can lift your mood. The suggestion was that like, if you were to go to, to a coffee shop and get a beverage, if you struck up a conversation with the cashier, you might feel better about things. You might be happier. Um, personally, I don't see how. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I don't see how that's good for my mental health. Because honestly, if you say, all right, so when you get that coffee, I want you to strike up a conversation with the cashier. My first thought is, but they're busy at work. I was just thinking that. I'm like, you've just trapped somebody who has no choice but to make conversations. They have to engage me. Also, like, I'm not cool enough to talk to the barista. <laughs> what am I going to say? Nice apron. I love, hey, I love that green apron. Where did you Where did you get it? They, they give it to me because I work here. Like, <laughs> what kind of conversation am I going to have? Oh, my God. <sighs> I have a very extroverted friend, bless his heart. I really, I, I love him to bits. Him and I were out for coffee one time and he started striking up this conversation with the barista and I felt so sorry for her because I could just see her like, mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Well, it's also a failing of, of, of reading body language. It was. And I had to finally pull him away. I'm like, oh, okay, we're, we're done here. Thank you so much. And he was like, what? What? What did I say? And yeah. I'm like, dude, like, chill out. <laughs> yeah. It's, there's, I mean, again, I've heard this also, uh, I think, in an episode of uh, the, Happiest Lab, the Happiness Lab. Uh, they talked about how short conversations with strangers could boost your mood. Um, and they were like, yes, and it does it even for introverts. And I'm like, I don't know how happy that introvert was sitting on, say, they would be like, all right, so today you're going to strike up a conversation with three strangers. <sighs> right? I mean, here, my palms are already sweating at the thought of it. And I don't, I I, I like why why am I doing this why am I forcing myself to talk <laughs> I don't like it no but why am I forcing myself to talk to people that like I've been given no indication that that anybody wants to talk to me they're on the like they'll say so on the subway make sure that you talk to somebody why I know it's so it, it's so self-centered and it's a have you ever thought maybe they don't want to talk to you they don't have to they don't owe you a conversation it's like it's like when I'm sitting at a bus stop and I've got my headphones in. It's the famous example, but it's a, I'm not going to be the center of your social experiment. Leave me the F alone. <laughs> do your thing, but I'm going to be over here listening to my podcasts. And I just, I think it's really intrusive. It's demanding. And it's, it's, it, it's just border for me. It borders on, rude because it's a I need to have this conversation because I'm told it's going to make me happier and that's not the way that conversations should be approached if 
for me, when I strike up a conversation with a stranger, it's usually because some minor little mishap has happened. And it just, it usually helps subside the incident in, into something a little bit more funny and in a good transition away from it. I enjoy those connections, but I'm not going to build up on it past that point. I'm curious about, uh, part of me is like, what were, like, like they say that they're trying to figure out um, that like, are people uh, uh, more happy when they act uh, extroverted? Um, And yet um, there's, you know, they say, we hope to explore the long-term effects of masquerading as an extrovert, but I have they, and what, what biases did they come into this study with? I'm, I'm, I have questions about the why of this study. Yeah. It, especially when you bring up that when people were pretending to be introverted, they were somehow unhappy. And I think about it, I'm like, well, yeah, when you get people that really do rely off of people to charge their batteries, like extroverts, I think you're asking a lot. I, I really think that would be why they could be negative. But yeah, why did that study even need to happen in the first place? We all know humans are social beings, but our degrees of what, how we need to socialize for how long, when, it all fluctuates. And I think that's an even deeper conversation that should happen as opposed to creating this binary of, if you talk, you're happier. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, I don't know. It's, there's, I see, I'm looking at, at like Scientific American, quiet disadvantage, study finds that extroverts are happier. Well, yeah, they might seem that way. I know. It's like, it's, it seems a little like just on the surface. What are you, what are you, like, what are you telling the introvert? Like, what is the basis of the questions? How are you asking the person? Like, if if you're asking the introvert, so you had this conversation with somebody uh, today, how did you feel? Um, like, they might feel like I actually talked to somebody and it, they didn't hate me. That's pretty good. Um, but unless you're following up with, like, how did you feel later in the day? Like, if we asked you to strike up conversations with three strangers today, how how did you feel at the end of the day? Mm-hmm. what did you do at the end of the day? Did you continue to be social or were you more quiet at the end of the day? Yeah. You know, personally for me, I, I go downstairs and my, my condo to go get the mail and I say, hello, you know, how are you? How's the weather? And I go upstairs and need to have a nap. So mm. I'm probably not the ideal candidate. <laughs> probably not. Now you said that you're saying hello to the mail. Oh, to anyway, you know what? I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't let that. No, that and, and you have to keep that in the podcast now. It's in sure, absolutely, yes, yeah, yes. I was wondering why you were talking to the mail. Oh, you know, I just, I, you know, me, I don't socialize often enough. <laughs> My mail becomes a sentient being. You would, you would be happier apparently if you, if you socialized on the regular with random people. Maybe that's just it. Maybe, maybe I just need to go out and socialize more. <laughs> I just need to cheer up. <laughs> Just be happier. Have you tried smiling? Have you tried not being an introvert? Oh my gosh. <laughs> now here's the question, because I want to go back to that study for a second, because like, how did you determine? Because, you know, we know that that a lot of people on the internet say that they are, that they're introverts. Mm-hmm. 
how do you like let's say that but we know that ambiverts are more common mm-hmm. that the majority of people are close enough to the middle that they qualify as ambiverts so what how are you determining when you're saying introverts are happier how are you determining your introverted uh, slice of that of that group are you making them take a Myers-Briggs test beforehand and selecting for people who are on the extreme end of introversion? Or are you biasing your study towards people who are more likely to participate? And also, if you kept your study open just to people who came to you voluntarily, then chances are they weren't that introverted. Yeah, no, I, I never sought out any sort of social experiment. No. No, I, I think... No. I think especially like a little while ago, there was like this big surge of social experiments hitting YouTube and it, they did just, it dominated what the social experiment was. I just, it lost all, all meaning for me at that point. Um, and that's just, I, it just felt, it feels more like quantitative studies than it would qualitative and taking in who these people are. Cause like you said, like a, a lot of times it's, did they even take like let's say a Myers Briggs test? Yeah. Did they? What are you measuring this against? And and it, it, I don't I don't understand why why this research was being treated as binary because yeah ambiverts are more common and they that yeah. has been a term that's been known for quite some time now. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So if ambiverts are more common than than chances are, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to shit on somebody's actual scientific research, and I feel I like will. I'm doing don't that. worry, I will. I will do it. I, <laughs> I am not a scientist. However, I have doubts about the introverts in this study. Yeah, that's all I'm going to say about that. Well, it was also let's just let's just say that it, it was a little generalized, just to say yes. that it's it's they were generally happier. I may yes. have gotten to know somebody on such a surface level that, okay, maybe I'd be interested to know who they were, but lest we forget, I'm not going to go and try and find them for that answer. It's just not important at that point. No. Yeah. And that idea of, t- of talking to the cashier. I mean, let's remember if they remember what my regular order is, I'm never going back there again. <laughs> oh my gosh. I thought I was alone. <laughs> no, I'm sure I've said that before. Like if I go to a cafe a few times and they're like, ah, yes, this is how you like your coffee. I'm like, yes, thank oh. you. It was a pleasure coming to this establishment. <laughs> thank you for uh, such great service. This is my last day coming here. Oh my gosh. I know. You, you just, the last thing you want is to walk in the door and they're like, hey, Phil, is it going to be the usual? How's it going today? Yeah. Like, no. oh my God. No. Even if they're not like big about it, like I'll walk in and they'll be like, ah, double, double. I'm like, bye. I'm out. <laughs> Oh, it's a, it's a, it's a realized nightmare. <laughs> and literally I only, I found this out uh, years ago when I had been going to a coffee shop. This is the first time it happened that somebody that I walked in and they were like, here's your order. And I was like, thank you. And I took it and I was like, I can never go back there again. <laughs> <laughs> just walking away. Like they were intrusive. <laughs> it was just like, it was just like, well, they know my order. That means that, uh, 
This was my last visit. That's all I know oh, is I can never go back there. Oh, Phil. <laughs> I appreciate you. Did we learn anything today? That I am so much more happy when I allow myself to be quiet and I am much happier when strangers do not choose me for a social experiment. Because I think I might I think I might sink into the ground if a stranger decides that today is the day that short little redhead over there is the person I'm going to spark a conversation with today. I'm not going to be happy. Well, definitely if this is how that's how you make me unhappy and and I am probably going to look at you with a deer in the headlights look. <laughs> I'm going to say mhm. 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 While I don't look up for my book. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Do not talk to me. Don't. I don't want to participate in any stupid study. Anyway, um, I learned that I'm usually okay being quiet. I need to be better about when people say, you know, you're, you're being quiet, that I can say, yes, I am. You can take that to the bank. Yes, indeed. Uh -huh.